and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Okay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, TalkShoe.com, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Podcast, Breaker, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugget of Greg. Greg, what's been going on? Hey, not much. <clears throat> just, uh, yeah, just going to be talking some Monday Night Raw, and uh, I understand from last night that, uh, or not last night, from Monday night, and talking with you this week that they added a couple more matches just to the pay-per-view. Um, we'll go over those matches once we talk about uh, Hell in a Cell. But what did you think of Monday Night Raw? Um, I mean, I thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't anything, you know, special. Um, I mean, it was a holiday episode. Um, only drew 1.5 million viewers, um, which is the lowest rated Monday Night Raw in years. Um, second lowest actually in the history of Monday Night Raw being on the USA Network. Um, yep. but I mean, it was, it, it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a knockdown, you know, overly exciting Monday Night Raw that I would like to see, but well, we I never, mean, we never see matches. that. We never see that. Yeah. Well, there was a couple of matches that I was pretty, you know, I was pretty interested in watching, which I watched from beginning to end. But other than that, it was just, you know, for a go home show again. It wasn't that good at all. Right. I mean, you know, they made it, They made this big hype about, you know, Lacey Evans making her return. She never shows well, up. Well, they, they didn't make a huge hype. Don't 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 exaggerate that. They didn't make a big huge hype. It wasn't like something they've been promoting for weeks that she was going to perform last night. When when the Raw preview was released two hours before Monday Night Raw. It said she was going to make a return to the ring. So don't don't over exaggerate that it's something you've been building up for weeks. Huh. And there was something that I saw um, on Monday Night Raw that made me think of you when they did the countdown with Cody Rhodes before. Yeah. They had a countdown with somebody else too. It was in the corner of the screen. And the first thing I thought of was, oh my God, it's crazy to see that. Yeah, it was the, uh, uh, wasn't it the tag team match? I, I don't even remember. I, I don't, I think it was, it the, was like, the Riddle Nakamura versus Usos yeah. contenders match. Yep, and I said, oh great, I said, now, now Greg doesn't want to see the countdown with Cody Rhodes without doing the countdown with this one. So, but yeah, you know, like I said, uh, Monday Night Raw really wasn't that great for a go-home show. Their go-home shows for the longest time have been really bad. Their Monday Night Raws have been subpar. And I just, you know, I, I just hope that, you know, they can just start getting better getting better each week. And well, it, it they, they, yeah, but they've been needing to get better for a year and a half. I mean, since before... The pandemic, Monday Night Raw 
wasn't what Monday Night Raw used to be. Um, right. And I, 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 and a lot of that is because of fans that have defected from WWE to go to AEW. I'm going to be honest. I, yep. I am fully convinced that that's the reason why the product is suffering. And plus a lot of the releases, too. But then again, some of the releases that they had, they really weren't using those people. So it's not like you were losing anything. Right. And then some of the talent that they had that they were using prominently didn't re-sign and decided to go elsewhere. Yep. I mean, that's just, you know. Yep. Little Nux are tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, Joe. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to go over the matches, we can get started and give our opinions and grades. Yeah, well, it started with um, Becky Lynch opened the show, um, talking about, I don't know, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I extend to you. Okay. Um, in other words, trivia doesn't remember exactly how the show opened. Um, <laughs> okay, then go first. Just checking in on my seven-minute break. Okay, thank you, Joe. Um, yeah, Becky Lynch came out talking about, you know, her, her victory over Asuka and how she got entered into the um, women's triple threat match at Hell in a Cell. Talking about, you know, gaining her title back. Nobody's ever going to beat her again. Um, and then, you know, we knew Bianca was going to come out. We knew Asuka was going to come out. It's just... You know, I'm hoping that this is going to be one of the good matches. I'm looking forward to this being. Well, we're not. You know, we're not talking Hell in a Cell yet, so we're right. still talking Monday Night Raw. So, exactly. But um, I thought I thought the the promo and everything about it was was pretty good. I mean, I enjoyed seeing. You know, I'm always enjoying seeing the interaction between Oscar and. Bianca Belair, because those two have never really faced off in the ring once or twice, maybe. But I, I gave the, I gave the whole thing a C plus. What whole thing? The, the promo with them coming out. Oh, and then there was the match. Well, that's what I mean. I, I don't know if you're talking about the match as well, or right. if you're talking about just no. the promo. I'll go into the match right now too. Uh, the oh, Bianca okay. Belair Oscar match. I thought it was a good match. I mean, I, I'm looking forward. Now, if this was one-on-one at um, Hell in a Cell, this would probably be one of the show stealer matches and probably a match that I would be watching on the edge of my seat from beginning to end because those, those two put out a good show. And um, I just thought that, you know, they had a great, a great match together. They've had... The second, uh, I believe this is the third time. I'm not sure. I think it's the third time they faced each other. Second or third, but both of them. But every time they've been in the ring with each other, it's been it's been good. And I enjoyed watching the matches. So the entire thing, segment, promo, and match, I'll give it a B minus. Okay. Um, what I what I got mostly out of this is, uh, I mean, this was. Excuse me. Um, we we have said that a lot. Of, well, you're opening the show by saying that the go home shows have been bad. Um, well, this was a go home show 
preview of a match, and I thought it was very good. I thought it helped build my interest in watching this triple threat match, which is what a go-home show should do. Um, I think one thing in my mind, in my opinion, um, Asuka's obviously underrated in the ring. She, she, you know, Bianca Belair is Bianca Belair. She's strong. I mean, she deadlifted Asuka. Not that Asuka's, you know, anything big and heavy, but still, just to be able to do that. But Becky Lynch being on commentary for that match was gold. I mean, she called herself a wizard. She said she was a god. I just her verbal, I'm going to make up a word here, verbal abilities, well, maybe that's not a word, it's two words, um, is the reason why she's always going to be towards the top of the food chain. And always that, not even one step, not even half a step, not even a quarter of a step, uh, probably an eighth of a step away from a championship match, no matter where she is, what she does. Um... I loved everything. I liked everything about the promo. I liked the match. I gave the whole thing a B plus. All right. Um. Then we had after that, um. Ray Mysterio's music hit, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And this one leading to a um six man tag match of Ray and Dominic Mysterio with Ezekiel. Against Kevin Owens in the Alpha Academy. Um, uh, why? What? What, what did the Mysterio? Now, if you wanted to say it was Veer Mahan, Kevin Owens, and somebody else, or, or something like that, okay. But why this grouping? What? do the Mysterios have to do with Kevin Owens and the Alpha Academy? They're doing, they're in a program with Veer Mahan. So right off the bat, I didn't understand what they were doing. Um, the match was okay. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Um, it was good. You know, it was you know, mildly entertaining. Um, got two things out of it. One, Dominic is just not ready to be focused on, on the main roster in a singles capacity. If, if they're going to break up the Mysterios in a feud, a dad and son thing, whenever they may do it, if they do it, <sighs> Dominic's going to get lost. I mean, because if, if, even, if tr- even if they try to put him over, <sighs> it, it, he's, he's just going to get buried. He's not good enough. Um, right. And the other thing is, I don't know what Chad Gable's done to be the loser in all these matches that the Alpha Academy's been having. But it seems like he gets pinned every week. Um, right. I mean, the Alpha Academy were, you know, uh, you know, they were highly, they were champions. They were a highly reputable tag team. Now, all of a sudden, they, they've done this and they, they can't, they, they can't beat a paper bag with a, with a knife. Um, I gave the, the match and everything a C. Alrighty. Um, yeah, John, we'll uh, we'll talk about that eventually uh, with the MJF promo because I wanted to mention. So I wanted to talk about that later on. But I agree. I mean, what does Rey Mysterio 
and Dominic Mysterio have to do with the Alpha Academy? Nothing. I'm really getting tired of seeing Kevin Owens against Ezekiel. I hope that uh, I hope that Hell in the Cell ends this ridiculous thing. Um, which it probably won't because they'll probably drag it out. But um, yeah, but I don't mind it. They haven't really had their match between the two of them. I I don't mind a feud between the two of them. Just get to the matches. Just stop with right. this stupid, you know, bullshit about Elias. Yeah. And I, I think that with Chad Gable taking the losses all the time, it's making him and the Alpha oh, Academy Jesus look real weak. And like you said, you know, the Alpha, Alpha Academy, you know, former tag team champion, so you don't get that way standing around waiting for a bus. So I, um, I totally agree that something's up with Chad Gable. Maybe there's a hidden injury or something that we don't know about. Well, I don't think it's an injury. He's still wrestling. If he was injured, he wouldn't be wrestling. It has, I don't think it has anything to do with an injury. He's oh, okay. still in the ring wrestling every week. It's just he's constantly losing or taking a loss for their tag team. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. So I, I gave the whole segment a C minus. Okay. Um, then after that, we had the Cody Rhodes promo. What'd you think? The Cody Rhodes promo was... I think Cody Rhodes' promos are getting better all the time. Um, he gets right to the point a lot of times. He talks about Seth Rollins, how he's beaten him twice. and You know, then Seth Rollins came out and they were slugging it out. They went at it with each other and that was... That was one of, like, uh, the good parts I liked about the show and the promo. Um, Cody just, I mean, he's Cody. I mean, WWE bought him in. He's winning. He's over with the fans. He's beating He's beating one of their one of their top stars on Monday Night Raw just about every time they, they face each other, whether it's on TV or premium live events or whatever. He never gives you a bad match. But I think when, it, when him and Seth Rollins went at it with each other, that just made it more interesting for their Hell in a Cell match. And I'm really looking forward to those two going at it inside the Hell in a Cell. I'm waiting for that match. So I, I gave it a solid B+. Plus. Okay. Um, I, I didn't, I mean... I didn't enjoy the promo as much as you did. Um, basically because the only difference was instead of Seth Rollins coming out from the Titantron and coming down the ramp, he came through the audience. That was the only difference. It was the same promo we've seen. They fought again. They, you know, they scuffled and then they got separated and then they go back to each other and then they get separated and then they escape from four or five guys to to start fighting again. It's just the same thing, same thing, same thing. Like, we know every, you know, and we'll get to it. We know every freaking contract signing ends up in a physical altercation. I've seen this before. I see yep. the promo. Nothing new was said. Nothing different was said. So I totally disagree um, that his promos are getting better. Uh, I mean, the only thing is, is he showed a little bit more emotion with the anger. Um, towards Seth Rollins, but I, I gave it a C plus. Okay. Then after that, we went to a another match with Alexa Bliss 
Um, this now makes her fourth straight week that she's been on Monday Night Raw after being gone for, for several months. And this week she got to take on Dewdrop. Um, two things I got out of this. Um, Dewdrop is bad. Um, I She wasn't... I don't know if it's... I don't know. I don't... I just... I didn't get the same... Positive feelings about Dewdrop. Not, not that they were greatly positive. They just didn't get anything out of her this time against Alexa Bliss. Um, it was totally different than when she was going against Bianca. When she was going up against more... You know, when she went against Becky Lynch. More physically... Um, angled wrestlers to where she's right. going up against a smaller opponent and almost looked like she was trying to be vicious but gently vicious because of how much bigger she is than Alexa Bliss. Um, yep. I mean, that's a little different than Nia Jax who didn't. She didn't. She didn't realize how much bigger she was than people and just really hurt people. Um, and the other thing I got out of this is if they don't burn, shred, whatever, the Nikki A.S.H. Um, Supergirl uniform and get her out of this character, I'm going to start throwing up on Monday Night Raw. Because it's just, it's ridiculous, it's done. The crowd doesn't even care about it anymore. It's time to move on from it. I don't know if the crowd was ever fully behind her. I think at first it's because of something different. Now it's just overused. It's it's like that dingleberry in a dog's ass. Um, get rid of it. I gave the match. Uh, I'll give it a C. Um, only because Alexa was okay. one, and it's great to hear, see her back on TV again. Alrighty, I agree with that point. Um, yeah, like I said, as far like, like I'm going to say, like as far as the match goes, it, it was good to see Alexa Bliss. You know, fourth week in a row, she still came out with Lily. Um. Dewdrop just doesn't seem to be the same Dewdrop she was before. Um, don't know what they're going to do with her. The Nikki ASH thing, like, you know, I agree with you. They need to get rid of that. But you mentioned something a while ago about a finishing, like, Alexa Bliss has the Twisted Bliss, which is her finishing maneuver. And then I equate that to the Veer Mahan move. How painful can that be? I mean, seriously, Alexa Bliss is like five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, and when she does the flip off the rope, it's kind of like a piece of paper landing on you, and she's still pinning people like Dewdrop. So that goes to show you that I believe that they're behind Alexa Bliss in her return. She's going to be, I, I expect maybe another t a title match in her future, probably by the end of the year. She looked good. She didn't really miss anything. Dewdrop, I just don't know what they're going to do with her. Um, I think it's a waste of time having her out. Nikki Cross, they need to get rid of either her or the whole gimmick or both. Because that's doing absolutely nothing for Raw. I think the two so, of them could be a good tag team. I do. I think that if you're pairing them together to be somebody that's going to be eventually in the tag team tournament and maybe be... 
you know, one of the contending teams, yeah. yes. I, I don't I don't think either one of them are a waste. Um, I just think right now, like I said, I, I just think Dewdrop needs to work a little more. Okay, yeah, I agree. As a team, I believe they'll uh, they'll do well as a team. So I give I, I give the whole the match a a C, a C. Okay. We then had a and I, 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 unfortunately, Triv. I don't know. <laughs> we just keep going with the promos here. Um, we then had a episode of Ms. TV um, with the Street Profits. You're up. <laughs> Well, uh, the street profits always do always do uh, do good on their promos. I really wasn't. I mean, I was watching it, but I really wasn't paying much attention to it because I didn't expect anything really to happen. Um, Miz, well, Miz is Miz, regardless. I mean, he can make a he can make anything bad really good by being on the mic. Um, the street profits. <sighs> I don't, it's like the thing with Dewdrop. I don't know what they're doing with them. I don't know where they're going with them. They're former tag team champions. I mean, sure, granted, they faced the Usos, they faced RK Bro, two top tag teams. And unfortunately, they, they didn't come out on the winning end of the stick on both sides. But I, I enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the, the promo. I enjoyed the Miss TV, what I, what I saw and remember of it. But um, I just, I'm just going to have to go with the grade that I remember from what I'm seeing. I'm going to give it a, a C, C plus. Okay. Um, Only because they're, they're both good on the mic, which made it good. Okay. Um, first and foremost, I will, I will say one thing. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but did, does Montez Ford look like he's spending 15 hours a day in the gym? Because he looked jacked. I mean, he just looks like he's putting on so much muscle weight that it, it makes me think, um... Especially if they're gonna keep the tag team titles unified, you're not gonna need as many tag teams. Their in-ring promo with the Miz, I'm gonna say seventy percent of it was the Street Profits on the mic, and of that seventy percent, fifty percent was Montez Ford. I just got this feeling that, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if Montez Ford was in the Money in the Bank ladder match and won the briefcase. I'm not saying I think that's what's going to happen, but I think I could see a singles push with Montez Ford coming soon. Um, And then when that happens, Dawkins will be relegated to mid-card pushover. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed Miz TV for the first time in a while. I thought the interaction between the three of them was great. Until the 24-7 title crap came into the ring. Um, it, it's just... 
another it's just another thing that the WWE doesn't need. They don't need if you're going to have a 24/7 title, okay. Make it legitimate. Do something legitimate with it. Don't keep having all these Five foot nothing, also ran, non-used people that are still on the roster, chase each other around the ring and this and that, that and this. Ah, just just make it, you know, once again, a 24-7, it was a hardcore title match so you could have a match anywhere. Now it's just turned into a huge joke. Um, I would have given everything overall a B plus, but because of the 24-7 thing thrown in, I have to give it a B minus. Alrighty. Then after that, we had a match. Um, well, actually, wait a minute. Before that... No, that's right. Next, we then had a match. Um, Mustafa Ali was taking on um, Champa. Austin Theory was ringside. Um... I'm confused as to what they're doing with Ciampa. Um, he, he's not the type of wrestler that I would have thought they would have brought him from NXT to put on the roster to job to somebody. Right. I don't know if... I mean, for all I know, it could just be something where they said, hey, you know, you've got... I'm just going to throw out a number. Once again, I have no idea. You have six months left on your contract with us. Um... We really don't have any few NXT. What do you feel about going to the main roster? We'll give you, you know, a raise for a main roster bonus. Blah blah blah. Who knows? Um, once again, that's just two hundred percent pure speculation on my part. Yep. Now he won the match. No, he lost the match due to outside interference. So I mean, he didn't get pinned. Um, for what we saw in the match, it was a good match. I liked it. I wish it could have gone longer. Um, this would actually be an interaction between the two that if they had a couple matches, I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, so I, I gave it, because of the ending with Deere getting involved, I gave it a C plus. Okay. Yeah, I I agree that as far as the match goes, I mean, Ciampa and Mustafa Ali, they've had... They've had some good matches in the last uh, the couple ones that they've had. I would definitely like to see, you know, something else between them. Um, I I still don't know what to make of Austin Theory yet, as far as uh, him being the U.S. champion or the IC champion or whichever championship he has. U.S. Um, U.S. title. Um, do I think Ali will eventually win that title? Uh, I think so, but I don't know when, and then he'll drop it probably to Ciampa if Ciampa doesn't go to, um, um, to Justice with, with Edge. Judgment. Remember their judgment Day. Judgment Day. Me judgment Day. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I thought it was a good match, spoiled by, by the ending with, uh, Theory, so I gave it a C. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um, then right after that, um, due to his interference and and going to commercial break, um, Theory gave Mustafa Ali his 
title opportunity. And what did you think of that match? Mustafa Ali in theory. I thought, I think that this is going to be a good program between the two of them. They're both similar in size. You know, height, weight. Uh, theory's a little bit more muscular. A lot more muscular. Yeah. Um, I think both of them are good in the ring. Theory's much better on the mic, I believe. Yeah, than, than I would agree. Yeah, I, um, I just think that, you know, somewhere along the line that this is going to be a good program between the two of them, eventually. And, I mean, the match was back and forth, back and forth. I gave, I gave it a C-plus as well. I, I don't know if you're watching the same match I was, because Theory dominated the match. I mean, he beat the shit out of Ali after his match with Ciampa, and he could barely stand up to start the match. I, there wasn't a lot of back and my with Ciampa and Ali. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a very one-sided match. Um, right. As I to which, that. after the match was over, um, Adam Pearce came out and announced that, you know, Vince McMahon decreed that there should be another match between the two and wanted to make it fair. So the two of them will be fighting at Hell in a Cell. That's one of the matches we'll talk about briefly. Um, it, the match was just too quick to even really, I mean, get much out of it. Um, I, 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 I mean, yeah, I gave it a C minus. I mean, for the few okay. minutes that they wrestled, um, I gave it a C minus. I'm, I'm hoping they give them a good you know, 10 to 15 minutes during the pay-per-view to show what the two of them could really do one-on-one. Right. Then after that, we had the um, tag team contenders match. Um, Usos versus Riddle and Nakamura. Um, I mean, the match was, was a good match. It was, it, well... It wasn't as good as it could have been. I mean, with what the Usos and I know what Riddle and what Nakamura can do individually, but they're they're not a cohesive tag team. Um, right. Confused by what's going on. Is there really something wrong with Randy Orton? Is that why they're doing this? Um, why are they putting Nakamura, who supposedly has a beef with Sami Zayn and or Roman Reigns, into a tag match with Riddle, who has a beef with the Usos? I, I mean, I would have thought if, if there's something with Randy Orton, then fine. Have the Street Profits step up and be the tag team to challenge the Usos. Right. Um, so the, the putting together of Riddle Nakamura... Although it looks good on paper, just to me, just doesn't make sense. Um, very, very similar styles. Um, neither one is overpowering, but both are quick and good in the ring. Um, the match was pretty good. I, I uh, you know, RK off the top rope. Um, I, I gave it a B. I, def- I definitely agree. I mean, it's an unusual pairing. With Riddle and Nakamura, because, you know, the styles are just so much different. But I think that's what makes them a, a, a pretty good team, because their styles are different. Um, I thought, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the, on the match. 
I thought it was a good match. The RKO was like, whoa. Hey, what's up, Bob? Um, yeah, that RKO was just amazing. Every time I see that off the top rope, it's, you know, I, I cringe. And I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with you. Overall, I gave it a B as well. B, B plus. Okay. We then went to a match where Liv Morgan took on Rhea Ripley. Okay. The usual outcome, I believe. Uh, I was expecting the usual outcome for this match. Liv Morgan, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, she's that close, I think, in certain spots to be in breakout. And everybody else just needs to stay out of it. I know it's hard to do because they're building up for Hell in a Cell with the mixed tag team match. But I think if the two of them just went, you know, one-on-one, no issues, no problems, I think it would be a tremendous match between the two of them because Liv Morgan has gotten so much better in the ring. And Rhea Ripley is Rhea Ripley. There's, you know, there's no doubt what she can do. I'm expecting her to get a title somewhere along the line. But uh, overall, I gave the match a C plus. Okay. Um, very interesting thing about this. Um, they, as they do with almost every match, one of the wrestlers was coming out. She was going to the ring. Then they went to a commercial, came back. I don't remember what it was, but they did... Some promo of some sort. I don't remember exactly what it was. A recap or something with Judgment Day, I think, and blah, blah, blah. Then Rhea Ripley came out, and they went to another commercial, and then they came back. Lib Morgan had to be in the ring for 15 minutes with nothing going on. Um, It was a decent match between the two of them. Um... I mean, did this match between the two of them help me with more interest in what's going to happen between Judgment Day and, I don't know, the club? Not really, because I already have in my mind what I think is going to happen in that match. And it has nothing to do with Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Um, I, I just... The match was okay. I, I'm going to give the match... I'm going to agree with your grade of a C plus. Um, it was okay. nice to see Liv Morgan win. Although the pin... I don't know if the referee actually ever officially... Ever got to the three count. I know. It was like one, two, and then that third one she like tucked under. But then the bell rang and I think, oh... I don't know if the match was supposed to end then... I don't know. It, it the ending just looked weird, so I'm gonna agree with you with a C plus. Alright. Ah, and now you get to go first with what was the main event of the night. Oh, I was so excited for this. The Didn't contract. I huh? Didn't I just go first on the Liv Morgan match? Oh yeah, that's right. Duh. Okay, so <laughs> I get to go first. The contract signing. The big main event of the night. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what I can say exactly. Um, Right. The one thing that I will say is we, we, I mean, I think we met, I think I mentioned it on the show the other night when we did the show. Um, That last hour, Monday Night Raw, is is the worst hour in viewing. It, It was this past week, only... The viewership dropped down to 1.4 million for the last hour. And the I mean, arguably the biggest match of the night was Usos versus Nakamura and Riddle, which was, you know, the end of the nine o'clock hour, which is the hour that they had the most viewers. So maybe they're understanding, you know what, let's do some of this dumb stuff um towards the end of the show when the you know, the majority of the loyal viewers We'll still watch. Um, but it was a typical contract signing. There was signatures on a contract. Um, table thrown out of the ring. Another table brought in the ring. There was fighting. There was a spear. <sighs> I gave it a D as a dog. Yeah, I, I totally agree 100% with everything because we see the same exact thing and contract signings. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see the guys go in there, do a little bit of a promo, sign the contract, and then get up and leave. You know there's going to be some physicality because that's what makes it interesting. But with these, with, even with this match, I really don't think this is going to be much of a match. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely gave it a D as well. Yeah, that's right, Bob Grant, PWZ Podcast with Rick... Uh, Professor Rick Del Santo, definitely check it out. Yeah, he just had his 200th episode. Yep, congratulations goes out to Rick. Wish him all the best for 200 more. So, but yeah, so that was just a horrible, horrible contract signing. I just hope that the match isn't as bad as the contract signing was. I don't expect, uh, I don't know what to expect. I mean, especially with, you know, Cedric Alexander poking his nose in everywhere left and right. I I just, I don't know. I mean, a handicap match, just because handicap doesn't mean it's no disqualification, correct? Right. Okay, so, I mean, could there still be outside interference by Alexander? Yep. Yes, obviously. Um, so, I, I don't. I'm just hoping that, you know, the the seven minutes takes me to cut my pizza and prepare my pizza for me to eat is exactly during this time of the match, uh, of the show. Right. Yeah, so overall, I don't know. I mean, going through the match and the segments, uh, maybe it was just the ending that really gave me a sour taste on my mouth because maybe it just didn't come across as quote-unquote bad of a Monday Night Raw as I thought. So right. I, I'm going to give an overall a high, very high C plus. Overall for me, I gave it an A. No, um, overall for me, I I would have to agree. Uh, high C plus. I definitely uh, definitely agree. The last match kind of killed, or the last segment rather, it wasn't a match; it was just a segment. Right. Kind of killed it, but I I agree for the overall grade. So, all right, that concludes our Monday Night Raw report. I would guess. Yeah. 
I would think so. Okay, and then uh, I guess before we get into the pay-per-view, I believe we have uh, some Nuggies news mm-hmm. to report on. So everybody that watches the show, it's my favorite part of the show. hope it's yours too. It's Nuggies news. So Greg, the floor is yours. All right, it's two quick things real quick. Um, one, we um, obviously we, we mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier about releases. Um, one of the, I'm not going to say highly surprising releases of the most recent group, um, Dakota Kai. Um, she is now done with her 30-day no-compete because she was only in NXT. When you get released from NXT, you have a 30-day no-compete. Um, well, she's kind of changed her look a little bit. Um, she doesn't have all blonde hair, she, all pink hair. She's like pink on one side and blonde on the other. Um, kind of changed her gimmick to be more of like a, a skater rat. Um, kind of a little bit, reminded me a little bit of Cora Jade. And she has now changed her name to King Kota. K-O-T-A. Um, that's her new name. Um, she's available for bookings and, and matches. Um whether it be in another promotion or indies or whatever. Um, but that's the update on her. Okay. Um, there's... Well, let me, let me go into this other one first. Um, this Sunday, Hell in a Cell. Um, we'll be doing our prediction show this Sunday, I believe, at 10 a.m. Um, we'll be talking about the pay-per-view... And there was a um, rumor that's starting to fly around that there could possibly be three um, massive surprise returns at Hell in a Cell. The first yep, one... I saw that. Huh? I saw that. Oh, okay. Um, the first one was Bailey returns and challenges Bianca Belair. Um, obviously, Bianca Belair wins her match. Um, it is a triple threat match, which means there's no disqualifications. You can take that for whatever you want. But yep. that's one of the rumors that are that are going around, um, that Bailey would return um, to challenge Bianca Belair. Another one is that there would be a surprise appearance celebrating his 20 years with WWE with John Cena returning at Hell in a Cell. Um, Possibly, and this isn't even, I don't know if you want to say deeper rumor, um, or less possibly, um, reintroducing another Summer of Cena culminating in a big match with Cena and somebody um, at SummerSlam. And then the last one is all due to a tweet from somebody by the name of Wyndham, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. Um... He is just, he, he sent out some tweets this week. Um, one of them was, 
Everything good that's ever happened to me first came a period of horrible suffering. I never ask why, I just wait for the rough part to end. I was chosen for whatever reason, and I've got shit to do. It doesn't hurt anymore. It burns. I'm ready now. And then the other tweet that he followed up with was just patience, period. It's almost time. Bray Wyatt has had um, some of his most memorable things to happen, happen on Hell in a Cell pay-per-views. So there's wide rumors, not speculation, um, rumors that he could be returning at Hell in a Cell. Um, So of those three that I just named, in order of possibility of those rumors coming true, from worst to best, how would you rank them? Worst to best, I would say... Well, it's hard to give any of them a worst because they're all they're, they're, they're all good. So um, you think they're all likely to happen? No, I think the well, worst I... one would be Bailey. I don't think Bailey's coming back yet. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. Excuse me. No, no, wrong one. Bray Wyatt. Then, then, then Bailey. Then John Cena. Okay. Um, that's exactly the same route that I would go. Same way I would rank it. Um, I could see Bailey showing up the Monday Night Raw after Hell in a Cell being the first official person to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. That That's yep. where I envision Bailey making her return. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, little, last little piece of Nuggies news here. Um... Little update on the Sasha Banks Naomi um, contract situation. Um, it, it it appears that I mean, off of any remaining social media that either of the two of them have, um, they both have erased all ties with WWE. Um, normally. Their social media and any WWE superstar is controlled, quote-unquote, controlled or at least monitored by WWE. And it'll say, you know, at Sasha Banks, official WWE or, you know, well, they've now changed their their listings and they're no longer um, being listed in any connection to WWE. Um, They've had zero contact with anybody from WWE. Obviously, Naomi has because of her husband, but I mean with WWE officials. um, There has not been confirmation as to whether their suspension is being led to a freeze. I know I talked about that last week um, in their contracts, but it is speculated that that is in true... um, going to happen. So it doesn't look like this situation with Naomi and and uh Sasha is gonna go away um anytime soon. 
Um, so, yeah, they're, you know, two, um, well, I'll say one wasted talent and one missed potential, um, because I think Sasha's a wasted talent if they're not going to do anything with her, um, and, and for me, I, 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 I'm indifferent about Naomi, I don't, if she's not on the roster, okay, if she's on the roster, okay, um, she, she comes and goes for long periods of time, she'll be active on the roster for four months, and then absent for four months, and you don't realize it, um, But yeah, that that's that's Nuggie's news. Well, folks, due to a connection issue, our episode for this evening has ended. But tune in Sunday at 10 a.m., where the entire Top Rope Report will be giving your predictions for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>